0: the lights This is it the night
1: of nights No more rehearsing and nursing apart We know every card by heart
2: Welcome to the Cinema Men podcast. I'm your host, John Murphy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Hurdle. Howdy doody, John. It's a uh,
1: absolute pleasure to be here for our end of season
2: special. I can't wait. Yeah, that's what we're doing tonight. We are reviewing nothing. (laughs) That's a Seinfeld reference. What's the show about? Nothing. Ah, I see. I I see. uh, As Matt said, it's our season one end of season extravaganza. That's what we're calling it. What? (laughs) Yeah. Um, We're going to be giving out awards, seasonal awards even, uh, for our favorite movies, moments, and actors from the entirety of season one. Uh, Just a rundown of what we're doing tonight. We're going to start off by taking a look at A King's Journey. If you don't know what that is, that is a little thing we've been doing where we go through and uh, watch Stephen King movies. From the very beginning to the very end, it may take us years, but uh, we're going to try it.
1: Yeah, by watching
2: Stephen King movies from the
1: very beginning to the very end, he means all of the movies, not just we're watching a couple of movies from start to finish. That's right. We're, we're going to start. We actually did start with the very first Stephen King movie, mm-hmm. and we're going to go mm-hmm. until we've seen them all, <laughs> in which case we will be kings of the journey. We'll, we'll have walked the entire journey or sat and ate popcorn through the entire journey.
2: (laughs) I think uh, we might get to meet Stephen King if we do that. Right. Uh, You know, we're working on that. We'll uh, (laughs) we'll get back to you
1: on uh, having Stephen as a guest in the future. (laughs) Um, So, you know, it's definitely a possibility. Yeah. I'll put that out there. Uh, Likelihood. I'm not going to mention that, but possibility. It's a possibility.
2: We might be able to get Stephen King, K-I-N-G-U-E. Yeah, or Steve (laughs) King. Maybe we can find a Steve King. Uh, And then we're going to list the movies that we've seen in season one just quickly. And then I've compiled a few statistics on the movies that we watched. Uh, That should be pretty interesting. And then finally, we are going to pass out some awards. uh, Let me tell you something, John. What's that? There's nothing more fun than statistics i think so but i'm a nerd so (laughs) (laughs) i I love statistics so hopefully i'm calling it out statistics will be everyone's favorite part (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah that's 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 how it's gonna go all right then before we get started as always if you want to get in touch with us or give us your take on a movie we have reviewed this past season or in the future you won't know what they are because it's the future but you can email us at feedback at cinemamenpodcast.com or check us out on Twitter at twitter.com slash pod. Mm. If you want to throw some money our way and have the means to do so, you can go to anchor.fm slash cinemamenpodcast slash support. We use the money to improve the quality of the podcast. So in advance, thank you very much. All right. King's Journey. A King's Journey. The movies that we have watched so far are Carrie, Mm. Salem's Lot, Mm. The Shining, and Mm. Creepshow. Mm. And we ranked them. We are also ranking those. And so far, our ranking stands as our very favorite Stephen King movie is The Shining. Now that is going to be really hard to beat. Yeah, we've already talked about this, that it's going to be really, really tough to beat the Shining. Prediction
1: state, uh, when looking at the uh, predictive statistics uh, in, the, in the data model, mm-hmm. that the Shining will maintain number one for probably quite some time.
2: Yeah. The artificial intelligence slash neural network that we've set up. Mm-hmm basically says. we are
1: we are programmers it's a machine learning based algorithm that uses the utilizes the blockchain <laughs> to uh communicate to cloud servers uh back to client servers for uh a, a large like crowdsource based uh data analysis
2: yeah we looped over it basically yeah
1: <laughs> thank you if you're you running our screensaver <laughs>
2: Uh, so, yeah, The Shining is number one. We'll probably stay number one, but you never know. Um, number two is Carrie. And that's a pretty darn good movie, too. Also um, very good. Yeah. Yes. That that could also be hard to top. But I have a feeling it may get topped, but we'll see. And then we put number three, Creepshow, which is the anthology horror series. Mm hmm. Not necessarily based off of a Stephen King novel, but based off of uh, an old comic book and Stephen King wrote the stories. Yeah, it, it still counts. Yeah. And finally, at number four, Salem's Lot, which was a television miniseries released on CBS back in the day. It was a two part miniseries. I think Matt liked it more than me, but. hmm. hmm. it
1: was it was it was a slow it was slow but again I said this in the review on repeat I'm gonna say it again now that movie has to be viewed in context with what it is which is a made for TV movie right with a made for TV movie budget Mm -hmm. given that it's pretty dang good it's all right but it is (laughs) it is last in the line so far yeah and uh, our statistical analysis uh, shows the potential of that uh, staying in a low position for quite some time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't think it will be at the dead last. I I, mm-hmm. I think there's some King works that uh, are going to be worse than that one. Mm-hmm. We'll all, see. All I was saying about the movie during when we did the review was that I wish they had just decided to make a movie and kind of either did a two part movie or trimmed the fat, you know, or something, but. They did what they did. And so I can only look at it from that perspective, I guess. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Perspective. Uh,
2: Yes. And so whenever we do another King's Journey episode, uh, we're going to do Cujo, which is the uh, based on the book that Stephen King wrote about the dog. The uh, dog that goes rabid, maybe or maybe not. To that, uh,
1: to that effect, maybe we should take some time now and go ahead and address the fact that since this is a seasonal episode, uh, we will be not producing new
2: content for a little bit. Yeah, we should bring that up. So we're going, this is going to be our last episode in season one. Uh, We're going to take a little bit of a break because holidays and all that stuff. And we want to get ready for season two. And so early 2022, we will release our first season two episode. Oh, it's going to be good, too. Can't wait for it. I'm ready. I think we will have some really cool stuff.
1: uh, As many of you guys out there know, uh, we are U.S.-based. And in the U.S., it is December. And we are in full-on Christmas holiday mode here which means Christmas fun and great good times and holidays all around, not just Christmas. But Mm -hmm. um, what comes with that is an extreme amount of busyness. Uh, And so we made the decision, uh, as we did last year, that instead of letting the the podcast suffer in quality and, and go down and us rush around and have to do these really quick and rushed, it would be better for us and for everybody if we just took a little bit of time off uh and then came back strong, refreshed, and ready to start a new year with season two. So thank you for your patience with that. And uh we we hope we don't lose you during the break. Uh and we do guarantee you, uh short of some awful, horrible event happening to one of the two of us, we'll be back.
2: Yeah. That's some bad juju you just put on us. That's why I said I had to put <laughs> that out there. Um Tomorrow's not guaranteed, John.
1: That's right. And so you have to live life in the now, but you also have to take time for family and being busy. And you also have to care for the listeners out there who want to hear us talk about movies and you want to do good and you hope you do good. And you know what? I think we're doing pretty good. <laughs> God.
2: All right. So to the five listeners out there who we have, um, you heard it straight from the horse's mouth. We we believe in you and we care about you. Hey, um, Honest to goodness, all jokes aside, really,
1: we really, 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 really appreciate all you listeners out there. It means a lot to us. Uh, we do this for fun. And, uh, you know, we, we watch that listener count and it is just it's so great to see that you guys are out there and listening and uh, a very sincere and non-sarcastic. Thank you for
2: giving us your time and uh, listening. We appreciate it. It boggles the mind that we have more than five listeners. (laughs) All right. Uh, So let's get into the meat and potatoes, everything. The thing that everybody's been waiting for the statistics
0: Statistics.
2: Waiting for statistics. <laughs> oh, before we do this, um, oh, here we go. Go to another tangent. No, go to cinema Oh, okay. yeah. We have we are, we are finishing season one, and we it. did a whole other season before season one called mm-hmm. season zero because we were trying to figure stuff out. So we have two full seasons of episodes if you get bored. And let me
1: tell you something. If you think these are amateurish and bad, (laughs) wait till you go to season zero. Yeah. Grow with us. You might (laughs) want to bring an adult beverage
2: if you are of legal drinking age. (laughs) Yeah. You can see where we started and you can see where we're at and you'll see there's really no difference. Uh, And then you can move forward with us. Hey, consistency is key. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> all right. So, season one. By the way, this is the first time we've ever done an end of season episode. So, yeah, it's
1: only our, our second season, didn't yeah, really. Yeah, season one because we're being all confusing. But you know, everything's zero based. That's right. We're, we're programmers.
2: Yeah. No one gets that except for the programmers. <laughs> all right. 23 movies. We watched 23 movies this season. Um, and I'm gonna list them really quickly and then we can move into some of the interesting tidbits. Tidbits I'm gonna, I'm gonna s- saucy links. <laughs> I'm gonna start from the very first movie we watched and then all the way to the last. So all right we watched Johnny Mnemonic, Batman, 1989, Petsim. Pet Cemetery The Outsiders, Paths of Glory, Carrie, Chinatown, Commando, Three C's, Best of the Best, Salem's Lot, Planet of the Apes, Waterworld, The Shining, Dick Tracy, Top Gun, The Towering Inferno, Yojimbo, Creepshow, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Ernest Goes to Camp, you know Bubba, I mean? <laughs> Bubba Hotep, Halloween, the 1978 version, And Dune 1984. Oh, yeah. That's a good list. That's quite a few movies. I love it. We need more movies next year. More movies. More, more, more. Uh, So that's our list of 23. Now, I did some nerdy calculations. Not really. I just put stuff in a spreadsheet. But Mm -hmm. we have a list Of the top five movies, each of us, based on our star ratings. So every movie that we do, at the end of the review, we give the movie a star rating. And if you go to our website, you can see the star rating that we gave it. The top five movies, according to Matt Hurdle, based on his star rating, are Batman 1989. That's number one. You gave it a nine and out you of ten. Tell your,
1: you need to tell your friends about this movie, John.
2: <laughs> uh, number two, The Shining. You gave that a nine out of ten. Raiders of the Lost Ark. You gave that a nine out of ten. <laughs> Halloween 1978. Also a nine out of ten. And then there was a four-way tie for fifth place. Because you gave four movies an eight Boba Hotep, Towering Inferno, Carrie, and Paths of Glory. What say you?
1: I stand by those ratings. Um, you know, I'm proud of that list. I like them a lot. Um, and it, it really is kind of a, a pretty good representation of how I felt about the movies this season. Um, those were my favorite movies. Uh, So I guess it's no surprise that they're there. Um, I wish I had a 10 this season, but I didn't have a single one. I I had some (laughs) real close calls, real close calls. Uh Uh, The Shining and Raiders in particular were very almost 10s, but they weren't. Okay. Um, And so uh, maybe we'll see some 10s next season. But so far, I've only had one 10 since we started the podcast.
2: I know. It's crazy. But I stand
1: by that ten. That, that still <laughs> is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the one ten that I've given out in the history of this podcast is for the movie Harakiri, uh, yeah. which we reviewed in season zero. And if you haven't seen that movie, you really should look it up and watch it. And you should do it before you listen to our review of it,
2: because you're, you're going to be way better off going into that movie blind. Mm-hmm. Great film both from a storytelling perspective and cinematography and visual and acting everything.
1: Anyway, I digress. Let's, uh, are there any that you disagree with that's in that list?
2: Uh, not really your top five. No, I, I mean, I, I think, well, I did put some of those higher. Uh, I am shocked that you didn't have a 10 out of 10 on some of those movies. Um, but Hey, which ones? Raiders for sure. Yeah, Raiders Shining. Yeah. Yeah. Though, if
1: well, I, I won't get into that now. But yeah, those uh, those were my closest to tens mm-hmm. out of the season for sure.
2: But that that list, other than maybe Bubba Hotep, is a solid like those are greatest movies of all times list. You know, you'd mm-hmm. see those in, in those kinds of lists. Um so that makes sense. Well, John,
1: speaking of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. I really want to hear your list.
2: Okay. So my list is. Shocker. Number one, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10. Bam. Number two. (laughs) Best of the best. I gave a 10 out of 10.
1: The users or the listeners you can't <laughs> see me right now, but I am face palming
2: extremely hard. Number three, I, the shining, ten out of ten. Uh four is Yojimbo, nine out of hmm. ten. And then five was a two-way tie, Carrie, and Chinatown with both nine out of ten. Hmm. Uh and one of these things is not like the other. Um And I think I mentioned this in the review, but best of the best is not a good movie. Like it's not anywhere near the level of Raiders or The Shining. But for me personally, my relationship with the movie makes it a 10 out of 10. Um, Hopefully that makes sense. And we've talked about, you know, we need to have our we need to have separate things, one for our favorite And one for our, you know, the best movie 10 out of 10 versus our personal 10 out of 10. But they're all our personal 10 out of 10s, I guess. Well, that's not true. (laughs) 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 But you're making a good point. There,
1: There is a distinction to be made between what we think are just really the best movies Mm -hmm. and what our favorite movies are. There's a, there's a difference there. Yeah. You know, all right. You can have in John's case, one of his favorite movies is best of the best. Is that a 10 out of 10? I say so. Yeah, maybe <laughs> not in terms of uh, artistic merit, yeah. but in his heart it is. Yeah. So if, if you see some inconsistencies in our star ratings, probably that's what's happened. Yeah. And hey. And no hate. No hate. If he loves that movie, he loves that movie. That's yeah. what makes movies awesome. You and know, go, they're they're an art form.
2: Yeah. And I would say go watch that movie. And if you don't like it, let us know and maybe tell us I you <laughs> And I did. Yeah, Matt did, <laughs> Matt emailed in to cinema feedback at cinema men after the show and he said, I hate this movie. <laughs> I did it anonymously so I didn't hurt your feelings. Yeah. His name was Steve On Kane. It was hat Myrtle. (laughs) Uh, So I don't have any regrets either. Um, I don't think, I mean, I, this looks like a good list to me. Um, I know. I was gonna say you got
1: you got your Jimbo representing up there. Oh yeah, I, I didn't. To, uh, I didn't expect that to make your top
2: list. I love I love you, Jimbo, and I was very disappointed that you didn't like it as much as I thought you were going to like it. Because well, you know, I love Yojimbo
1: Jimbo too. <laughs> no, that was a terrible joke. I had to try it on. Okay, I'm uh, sorry that interrupted you for that. That's all right.
2: Um, but based on the Harakiri rating that you gave, I was like. This is a dead ringer because it's Mm -hmm. not only is it a black and white samurai film that's well regarded, but it's Akira Kurosawa Mm -hmm. and he's one of the best Japanese directors ever. And then you went and pooped all over it.
1: Well, now let's
2: I didn't I gave it a seven. (laughs) That's a very respectable
1: rating. Hmm. And if I remember right, my 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 problems that I had with Yojimbo was the mix and feel. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I had a really hard time figuring out if Yojimbo was supposed to be a serious movie or a comedy. And I I never could just because of that, I had a really hard time just getting sucked into that world. Mm-hmm. Um because it was it's both, right? It's a serious movie and a comedy. It's also the exact same plot as um what is it, Fistful of Dollars? I uh, think. Yep. Yeah, they're the same plot. There was even a lawsuit over it, mm-hmm. um, and so at, at the same time of not knowing how to take this movie, I had already seen this movie in cowboy form, <laughs> uh, and so I don't. It, it just uh, it didn't sit as good with me as Harakiri, which I saw as a completely original, mind blowing uh, show. Okay, if that makes sense. That's fair but enough. again, I, I didn't I'm, I'm not hating on your Jimbo. I enjoyed that movie. Definitely not in my top li- list, but uh, definitely not at the bottom either. You know?
2: Yeah. Um, And while we're at it, I mean, do you have any on that we watched that? You thought you would enjoy, but you ended up not really liking very much. Oh, you know, yeah. Kind of putting you on oh, the spot yeah. there.
1: But. No, no, that's an easy one. Uh, I can think of one right off the bat. Okay. Uh, Ernest Goes to Camp.
0: Mm.
1: As a child, I adored that movie. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, it was a haul. Uh, But I I do want to say something about that movie in particular. You had mentioned that you liked it better than me and that you had watched it with your kids. Mm -hmm. I took your advice and I watched the movie with my my son. And you're right. It was way better watching it with him because he was laughing and having the time of his life. And that made me remember better when I did the same thing. And it, it made kind of a connection there, like a generational connection mm-hmm. that really raised the movie up a few notches. Oh, yeah. So um, that one for sure. Um, and it, it did. Uh, it did turn around. Uh, I'll tell you another one that I thought I would like better than I did is Chinatown. Yep. A uh, very, mm-hmm. very famous movie. It's got Jack Nicholson, which this ought to be the season of Jack Nicholson. We, <laughs> we really uh, ran the gamut with him yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's a it's a noir mystery it's detectives. And it just I thought I would love it. And I, I didn't. And I feel bad for not liking it still, but I just don't.
2: Mm. That was a shocker. Yeah. I've got a couple. Um First episode of season one, Johnny Mnemonic. I used to love that movie. I mean, I would watch it all the time and I still like the concept and the idea that they try to present uh, of this, of like a futuristic world where these data couriers uh, deliver data in their heads to and from places and um, jacking into the system and all, all this like sci-fi tech hacky stuff. I love those kinds of movies anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's it's not done well over the years. Um, it's been a, lo- a while since I watched it last and I I was fairly disappointed in pretty much everything except for the concept and um, some of the visuals uh, and maybe some of Keanu's uh, scenes. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't hold up quite as well as I think both of us expected it to.
1: Yeah. Uh, I still think it's a good movie. It's, it's right. not a great movie, but it, it's good. It, it says some stuff and it's fun to watch, you know. Yeah. So good enough. Um, it's also got a ridiculous ending. One of the most <laughs> ridiculous endings of a
2: movie I've ever seen. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, Salem's Lot. I mm. thought I would really like that one because, um, well, I'm not sure why because I didn't really like the book that much either. Um, Gasp. But I just, <laughs> I just, <laughs> uh, again, I just thought the way they, making it in TV form in two large mini series episodes just didn't didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried to, fit nearly everything into that into the into the show and uh we watched it all in one sitting so it's a three hour yeah tour. Yeah. A three hour tour. Um <laughs> and John got lost. <laughs> <yeah>. And <laughs> he the, hasn't
1: been the same since the skipper had to save me. Uh no, I I would agree with you on that one too. It's yeah. uh it was slow. Uh, really, if I take a look at all of our movies, it's going to be near the bottom for me. Mm-hmm. Um, despite the fact that I rated it well, that rating was, like I said, heavily dependent on context. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not a movie that I'm just aching to watch again. I'll put it that way. I don't know that I'll ever watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I probably won't either. <laughs> <Yeah>. Teacher. Teacher.
2: Teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Um, So now more more statistics. I uh, broke down all of the uh, episodes and I calculated how many times we gave a particular star rating. Um, So most notable is that I gave three 10 out of 10s this season and Matt they gave zero. <laughs> he didn't he didn't like it. He didn't like the tens out of tens. Um, That's true. I, I try to hold a high standard for my tens. You certainly did. I'm just giving them out like candy. Um, <laughs> um I gave three nines and Matt gave four nines. Um five eights for me, four eights for Matt. Uh, five sevens for me and five sevens for Matt. That's interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, three sixes for me, four sixes for you, four fives for me, one five for you. Um, no fours for me, three fours for you, <laughs> no threes for me, one three for you. So you g- gave the lowest score, I gave the highest score of the season. That- is confusing to listen to but i followed you i managed to follow
1: four Basically. threes and three fours and four four twos and two fours and two threes and eight twivens and- <laughs> like what
2: it's all statistics at the end i love the statistics i love <laughs> statistics <laughs> the, the gist is uh i gave the highest score this season and you gave the lowest score your your curve was definitely more balanced towards higher scores than yeah. mine. Yes. And that tracks. We've always talked about how we rate movies and I generally rate movies higher because I can always find something redeeming uh, about the movies. Yeah. And I, I'm a little harder on them. Yeah.
1: I get the whip out and whoosh. don't give them a safe word, you
2: know? <laughs> yeah. That's dangerous. <laughs> Out of 23 movies this season, we only uh, were in sync three times, which means we only rated three movies the exact same. That's interesting, too,
1: because while we do prep for these, you know, sometimes we can see answers that other people have. So, like, I can see sometimes what John has for a Spice Award or something. Star Awards, we do not do that with. Um, they're completely hidden from each other. So any, t- that's a lot, probably a lot of why they're so different and, um, why the sinks I think are a lot more, uh,
2: credible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, those movies were Bubba Hotep. We gave both eights, uh, paths of glory. Uh, we gave eight and then pet cemetery. We gave seven. Those are the best rated movies. Because we Mm -hmm. both rated them the same. There you go. High quality ratings right there. (laughs) From professional uh, amateurs. Professional (laughs) amateur star raters. Yeah, that's right. Um, The greatest difference in ratings. So the movie where we had the widest margin in, in ratings between each other. So. Best of the best. I gave a 10. Matt gave a three. Obviously he's wrong. Um, so there you go. Oh, I, I think we can say one of us is for sure.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, And then Chinatown. Also, I gave a nine out of 10 and Matt gave a four out of 10. Yeah. That one was really shocking too. I know we already talked about it, but. I just, yeah, I just expected us to be in sync on that one. Uh, You know, that's that's a
1: testament to the honesty that I try to put into these ratings because <laughs> I really wanted to like that. And I feel like almost a bad movie reviewer for not giving it a great rating. But I wanted to be honest with y'all. And I just I didn't feel it. I, you know, when when it turned out that there was incest involved,
2: I was like, eh, I'm out. Yeah, that's it's a weird part of the movie for sure. Uh, you scored six only six movies higher than me this season. Again, that Hmm. speaks to your pessimism over my optimism.
1: (laughs) Yep, I wonder. Let's see, Batman was one of those movies, uh, Commando was another one, Mm -hmm. uh, Salem's Lot, Planet of the Apes. Uh, the Towering Inferno, and I think
2: that's all of them. Nope, Halloween, nineteen mm-hmm. seventy Halloween, mm-hmm. and you really like those movies. So I mm-hmm. I remember those reviews, and you had a lot to say about them. Okay, so I forgot one thing that we were going to do. Um, we did movies that we that surprised us uh, being bad when we thought they were going to be good. Um, what movies? Uh, were that you thought would be bad were actually good for you i've uh, i've got two of these that i can i can
1: definitely think of right off the cuff uh the first one is commando with arnold schwarzenegger oh really i thought you um like that one. Or, Oh, i loved it yeah i thought it was going to be terrible Okay, but uh, when I got into it and I started watching it, I got super into how just over the top and crazy and eighties action it was, Mm -hmm. and I came out the other side loving that movie. And it might possibly be well, it's it's in my top action movies of all time. Okay, just because it's it's. So outlandish and amazing, and you get to see Arnold Schwarzenegger pile drive a phone booth and it's just it is so good <laughs> it's so good oh, yes. um let's see a- another one that I can think of that I thought I would not like, but that I really did was Planet of the Apes, okay. I, uh, you know, I grew up seeing the the ape masks and thinking, man, that's freaking weird. I don't want anything to do with that. That's hokey and terrible looking. And I, oh, what a no way. I saw the parodies of it and I'm just like, oh, it's that weird Planet of the Apes movie. <laughs> and then I finally sat down and watched it for this review and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie was great. I, I was really impressed with it and I felt bad at myself. For uh, avoiding it for so long. List of shame. But now and no I've got longer. one more. Okay. One more I'm going to add to this list. And that is The Shining. Oh, yes. Yeah, we talked I, about that uh, one. I used to hate on Kubrick. I didn't like him. I thought his stuff was weird and way too artsy-fartsy. And just not for me. And then we watched the shining for the podcast. It, it wasn't even the first time I'd seen it, but it was the first time I'd sat down and actually really watched it and paid attention. And it, uh, we said this in the review, but it's a masterpiece of a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is amazing. Um, and that one was probably the biggest uh, surprise for me. Cause I just knew I was going to come out just swinging hammers at this movie. <laughs> and, uh, Instead I was just like throwing what golden pillows at it? Yeah. Roses? Something yeah. something fancy and soft. I seem to recall like to have. <laughs> I seem to recall getting hit in the face with a golden pillow. There you go. Uh so yeah, those those are my three big upsets in terms of
2: uh being a lot better than I thought they would be. Uh I have two. Um, first is the outsiders. Hmm. Um I'd never seen it. Um, however, I just figured it might have been a little more boring than it was. Uh, but it actually was a really, really solid movie. Um, I think with that one, like the thing that Francis Ford Coppola was trying to do, didn't click with me until maybe a third of the way through the movie. But once it did, I was into it super hard. Um, and it had all-star cast before they were all-stars. Um, I was about acting. to say, let,
1: let, let's be honest here. Uh, the reason you like that movie is because Tom Cruise is in it. He's, yeah, but he's in it for like two minutes. <laughs> if that. Yeah, I'm just giving you a hard time. Man. The
2: Swayze is in it, though. Patrick Swayze. He is. Sexy Swayze. Yeah. Uh, and then Paths of Glory. Uh, I also hadn't seen that one before mm. we reviewed it. And um, I, I like Kubrick, but... It's, it's not, uh, I guess it's not your standard Kubrick movie. Um, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a war, war slash anti-war film. And, uh, it was just different enough that I wasn't certain how it was going to go. Um, kind of thought also that that one might be boring, but it was the most, one of the most gripping movies I saw this season. Um, mm-hmm. and it's in black and white and it was made in sixties. Uh so mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah,
1: I, I agree with you on that one too. Um, you know, this season has really turned me into a fan of Kubrick. Whereas previously, you know, I I just said I I, I didn't like him. Um I've completely done a 180 because of this season. His two movies are two of my, you know, most enjoyed that we watched. So mm-hmm. kudos to Kubrick. Yeah. You wouldn't he throw might a- know what he's talking about. Yeah. You wouldn't throw a Kubrick at him? Uh, No, no. (laughs) Golden pillows all around so far. (laughs) We haven't got to 2001, though. I'm pretty skeptical of that one. That one could be
2: difficult. Uh, But we'll get there. All right. Now, the moment that everyone's really been waiting for. More statistics. (laughs) Ha. No. (laughs) Oh, sorry. We're going to do the seasonal awards.
1: Yeah, what a great name. <laughs> the Spice Awards for the Cinema Men, <laughs> and now we've got the Seasonal Awards, and it's the end of the season, so seasonal works there, yeah. and and because of the spice theme, <laughs> it works because seasons are spices too. Yeah.
2: It's a little less cool because you had to explain it, but
1: it's awesome.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, let's we've...
1: spring into action before we fall on our butts. Hey, <laughs> eh? I got nothing season first for summer or winter. <laughs> yeah, those are kind of those are a little harder. <laughs> summer down. Some of these
2: movies are good, some of these movies are bad. <laughs> When we went to the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> that one's <we> no good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh.
2: That's a lot of flakes of terrible <laughs>
1: comments. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I am in a weird mood, so <laughs> my, my apologies for the puns.
2: <laughs> uh, we've got one, dude i oh, I'm not going to count them. We've got several awards to get yeah, out. Yeah, where do those statistics go? <laughs> I'm done with numbers. <laughs> we got through the numbers game. <clears throat> I
1: can uh, tell you how many twos versus threes we've got, <laughs> but I can't tell you how many awards we're doing tonight. <laughs>
2: Don't ask. Don't ask me to count them. <laughs> we've got a handful of awards that we're going to give out tonight. Um, some of them may sound familiar. Others are going to be new because it's the seasonal awards. Mm. First Such up, a great name. an old favorite, best actor. Best actor. Matt Hurdle, who was your best actor for the entire season? So man alive. You think I
1: have trouble making decisions when we're talking about one movie? Yeah, I'm
2: ready for this. We, we are, are now two doing for, two for every award.
1: I've got 17 uh tie seventeen wing <laughs> pie, toy tie. Uh <laughs> we're starting with uh uh Freaking earnest, uh, <laughs> Jim, Varney. <laughs> Jim Varney. Thank you. No, no honestly, uh, really, in all honesty, I didn't have much trouble with this one. Um, to me, the uh, there was a performance that kind of kind of stood out amongst all the others. The winner for me, for the seasonal award for best actor, is Jack Nicholson. That's Jack Torrance. <laughs> In The Shining, taken to a doctor
0: as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Jack
2: you believe his health might be at stake. Yes. You are concerned about him.
0: Yes.
2: And are you concerned about me?
0: Of course I am.
2: Of course you
0: are! (laughs) Have you ever thought about my responsibilities?
2: Oh, Jake, what are you talking about? Have you ever had a single moment's thought about my responsibilities? Have you ever thought for a single solitary moment about my responsibilities (gasps) to my employers? Has it ever occurred to you that I have agreed to look after the Overlook Hotel until May the 1st? Does it matter to you at all? That the owners have placed their complete confidence and trust in me, and that I have signed a letter of agreement, a contract, in which I have accepted that responsibility. You have the slightest idea what a moral and ethical principle is, do you? Has it ever occurred to you what would happen to my future if I were to fail to live up to my responsibilities? Has it ever occurred to you? Same. Hands down, that's a hands down. That that's a hands down for a
1: seasonal award. That's a first for the podcast and
2: pretty amazing, actually. (laughs) I mean, it was a breakout performance. Well, not a breakout performance. It was a notable performance, even compared to the greatness that we witnessed in the season. So
1: absolute uh, just, I mean, acting doesn't get much better than that, in my opinion, Um. His co-star helped me out. Why can't I not remember her name? I feel awful for this. Well, Shelley Duvall, Shelley Duvall, yeah. uh, Shelley Duvall I think is who I actually gave best actor to uh, when we did that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think she was phenomenal also. Uh, however, um, all movies considered all performances considered. Yeah.
2: It, it's gotta be Jack is Jack. Jack is Jack. Yeah. Iconic performance. I mean they do there's been like parodies of that character all over the place the simpsons every everything i mean he's he, he created an icon with that character and it, i mean it's not just the icon
1: that he made it, it it's seeing a guy go from normal to absolutely nuts over the course of a, a two and change film mm-hmm. two hours and change uh, man alive, and he does it so convincingly. Like, remember the scene where he's talking to his son in his mm-hmm. room?
2: Like, oh my gosh! Just wow, wow. Yep. And the scene Some where the best acting I've ever seen. Yeah. The scene where he's not going to bash her brains in. He's not going to bash mm-hmm. uh, his wife's brains in. And I don't uh, want to hurt you. I just want to bash your
1: brains in. I them all the F in. That's censorship. You like that? I don't know why I'm censoring,
2: but <laughs> whatever. I did it. It's the seasonal awards. We have to be better than that, I guess. Mm, we don't want it to be too spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Not too spicy. All right. Well, that one was easy. Now it gets hard. Mm. Most it's too much information. <laughs> we were just
1: talking about censorship, John. <laughs> he just dashes that hot sauce right in there. <laughs> All right, John. Let's get harsh. <laughs>
2: professionalism all right (laughs) most underrated performance most underrated performance
1: Mm. john i need you to lead us on this one
2: okay uh for me it was not really a hard choice uh i went kind of went back and looked at my nominees or my Picks for the previous episodes, and one stood out, and that was uh, Simon Ree, who played Day Han in the movie The Best of the Best.
0: To save a life in defeat is to earn victory and within. Your brother, too, was a great fighter. I deeply regret your loss, and I offer myself as your brother.
2: Is just like he starts out as a just a uh, kind of a ghost almost like a, uh, he's a demon of uh, Philip Ree who plays um, Tommy Tommy Lee um, this guy Simon Reed day he killed uh, Tommy Lee's brother in the ring and so Tommy Lee is very afraid of this guy and um, Skip to the end and best of the best. They have the tournament where Tommy Lee fights off, fights Daehan. It's a, it's a battle. Um, Tommy Lee could have won, but he chooses to re- refrain himself, restrain himself from uh, making that final blow. And then Daehan hobbles over to Tommy Lee and in a fairly tear jerky moment, um, gives his medal to Tommy Lee and basically says, their brothers from here on out. And that he's sorry for uh, what he did in the past. Um, And that moment right there is why I picked him for most underrated performance. It's uh, it's, it's a choice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Speechless. Uh, You know, I I, I did not think nearly as highly of that movie as you did. Um, But uh, you've seen a lot of movies and I respect your opinion. And so I have nothing negative to say.
2: Okay. As your mother said, if you don't have anything positive to say, don't say anything at all. Right. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh,
1: that's not what I'm saying. You said that, not me. Don't put <laughs> words in my mouth. But uh, th- that is a saying. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I understand. And not I'm everyone- also not
1: lying. Yeah. I, I'm not lying when I say I respect your opinion.
2: Not that everyone can enjoy best of the best. I get it.
1: It's I, an I'm, acquired not, taste.
2: I'm not one of the best
1: of the best. <laughs> what can I say? So what do you, what do you have then? Uh, for me, uh, I, I feel a little bad picking this one, but honest to goodness, I feel like it's the right choice for me. I chose. <clears throat> Jack Nicholson as the Joker in Batman 1989.
0: Hmm. <laughs> so much to do and so little time. The photos. Who is that loss? It's Knox. Bad tie. No style. Press, who is that? That's Vicki Vale. She's the photographer who's working with Knox. Yeah, that girl has style. Jesus Marimba. A lovely beast like that running around could put steam in a man's strides. She's dating some guy named Wayne. She's about to trade up. Trying to stay inside the lines. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about. Get a new girl, Bobby. I'm of a mind to make some Mookie. <laughs> Phone book. Yes, sir. So much to do. and so little time.
1: Why? <laughs> In my opinion... That is the best acted Joker of all of the Batman movies ever made. I agree. Um, you know, you, you see Heath Ledger gets all the credit for for his amazing Joker. And it was an amazing Joker. I don't, I don't want to discredit his performance, but he played an adaptation of the Joker. Right. he He played the Joker almost in another, like, universe mm-hmm. right to use a marvel thing mm-hmm. uh whereas nicholson's joker i thought was spot on he was silly and goofy and nuts but at the same time he had that jack Torrance edge a- any second he could just snap and and just kill people mm-hmm. and i in my opinion uh it's just it was it was perfect I don't know that we'll ever see a Joker as good as he was in that Batman movie. Um, you know, when people think 89 Batman, they think mm-hmm. of, uh, you know. Uh, Michael. Oh, Keaton. my gosh. Yeah, they think of Michael Keaton. They think of um, the, the director. Oh, uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton, Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, they think of the dark, you know, you don't hear people say, oh yeah, that was the one with Jack Nicholson as the Joker. You know, they, they might mention that he was in it, but you don't hear that performance highlighted. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's why I wanted to pick him because I thought it was incredible. Uh, I felt bad picking him for best actor and most underrated, but (laughs) I really wanted to highlight how much I love his Joker performance in that Batman movie.
2: Well, as you mentioned, it was a Nicholson season. So, yeah.
1: I promise I am not picking Nicholson for anything else after this.
2: Best special effects, (laughs) Jack Nicholson. He did
1: all his own makeup (laughs) in Johnny Mnemonic, and you couldn't even recognize him. (laughs) It was so good. He He was was the robot, he was was the preacher, right?
2: No, he was, he was Johnny Mnemonic.
1: Oh, he was Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. Jack Nicholson as Keanu Reeves as Johnny Mnemonic. No, no more Jack Nicholson. Of course, we, I don't think we have any more spots of words that are people either. True. So, (laughs) you know, it's not possible.
2: I can, I can stay true to my promise. I will not fight you on that because, you know, I love Jack Nicholson and I I do too, apparently. (laughs) I love that performance. Um, I agree 100% with what you said. A lot of people may not believe this but or think this, but that is the best Joker put to film. Um, if you
1: look at the comics and you translate the comic character into movies, it is it is almost a perfect performance. Yeah.
2: And I would argue that, well, we sort of did that with... Um, suicide squad i did, I didn't watch it but i think the joker there was more in line with the uh, 89 batman maybe i think he, mm-hmm. visually he didn't look right but i was gonna say i would argue that they haven't made a joker like that since 89 because jack nicholson did it so well mm-hmm. um they know that they can't they have to switch it up and and make him air quote, fresh and new because it's already been done perfectly. I do know
1: there's a lot of fans of Mark Hamill's Joker, which whether or not that counts is questionable because
2: it's voice acting. I I Um, wasn't counting that um, because he does uh, audibly put in a great Joker performance as well.
1: But yeah, not counting, well, really even counting that. I don't think it gets any better than Jack's Joker. Mm hmm. Playing cards over here, Jack's Joker, <laughs> the king's queen, aces are wild.
2: <laughs> um, all right, most underrated film, most underrated film of the season. Most underrated film, you go, <laughs> all right,
1: uh, for me. Um, I was tempted to say The Shining, but I didn't, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) because enough, enough. Uh, So I went with Commando. Sure
0: would. Really?
1: Trust me. Stay close to him. Faster. Ah!
2: That's
0: good. Yeah, a guy I trusted for years wants me dead.
2: It's understandable. I've
1: only known you for five minutes and I want you dead too. Yeah. I I really thought we were going to be walking into a stinker for that one. I I was thinking no holds barred vibe stinker. And it was the worst movie in the best way possible. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. just the over the top craziness made me just fall in love with it. I thought it'd be, I thought it'd be just hokey and cheesy and corny and it is, but it is like in the perfect way, you know, it's like, it knows what it is and it's just having fun with it. Yeah. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but that's how it feels. And uh, I really thought I'd be coming back with like a three rating on that one. And uh, instead, I think what did I give that a eight or a seven? Uh, What did I give? I gave it a seven. seven. Yeah which in retrospect is kind of low, honestly, because <laughs> I really liked that movie. It
2: was, it was fun. Kind of like best of the best.
1: It was, yeah, it, it definitely falls into that category that we were discussing earlier of, uh, more of a favorite than a good movie. <laughs> you yeah, know for what sure. I, mean?
2: I don't think it's a good movie. I think it's actually a terrible movie, but it's so fun. <laughs> and Arnold is being Arnold and, um, uh, action is just non-stop. Just rip a car out of a seat. <laughs> Not
1: even pause. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or, wait a minute. Let me say that again. Rip a seat
2: out of a car. <laughs> Ripping a car out of a seat would be impressive indeed. Arnold can do it. <laughs> Probably. He could in that movie. And then throw the car down the hill while you're in it with no brakes. And <laughs> What's that? Uh, is that a three inch steel
1: chain locking that fence here? Snap. <laughs> Let me just use my bare hands
2: in no effort. Yeah. Uh, the eighties. Um, I'm pulling an audible. I'm changing my answer for this at the last minute All right. because like you, I don't want to just this just to be the best of the best. Um Well, that's the point of these awards, isn't it? What's to, that to talk about the best of the best of the season? <laughs> uh, and in that case. Best of the best all the way down. (laughs) No, I'm just messing. Um, Go ahead. No, I wanted to go with. um, uh, What is this? (laughs) Most most (laughs) underrated film. uh, The Shining. (laughs) uh, Paths of Glory. Private Faroe, when you reached the middle of no man's land, were you alone with Private Meyer? Yes, sir. What happened to the rest of your company? Well, I don't know, sir. I guess the rest of them had been killed or wounded. You found yourself in the middle of no man's land alone with Private Meyer. Yes, sir. Why didn't you attack the Anthill Sing Land? <sighs> Why didn't you storm the Anthill
0: alone? Just me and Meyer. You're kidding, sir. Yes, I'm kidding, Private Faroull. Thank you. That's all. I don't see the point of this line of
2: questioning. Well, I'm attempting to indicate, sir, the utter absurdity of the line of questioning used by the prosecutor. Oh, yeah. Good choice. Um, I think that it's obviously a well-regarded film in the film industry and as far as film history goes. Um, but as far as being on our radar and maybe being on our audience's radar, it may not even exist. Uh, I had it. Uh, it was part of a Kubrick collection that I got on Blu-ray. Um, never watched it. I've had that collection for years. Um, and I never really got, had the desire to watch it. Um, and I definitely on my list of shame thinking back now. Uh, but I just, some old Kubrick black and white film. Uh, I just assumed it would have several flaws that would make me not like it or think it was boring or slow and it wasn't slow at all. It wasn't boring and everything about it nearly was great. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. when we did the review, I said a few of the acting, uh, performances were, eh. uh, but cinematography, sound effects, acting story, uh, just the gripping action that was going on. Uh, it was all great. And I think, uh, yeah, super underrated, at least from our perspective. I, uh, yeah, I think that's a really good choice.
1: Um, you know, that was a movie that you had chosen. Mm-hmm. And uh, prior to you choosing it, a similar story, I had never even heard of it. You picked that and I was just like, what the heck is this? Oh, God, it's Kubrick. Oh, <laughs> no. And uh, it turned out to be a pretty good movie. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And I'm super glad you chose it. Yeah.
2: You gave it an eight. I gave it an eight. Mm-hmm. That's that's a high bar. Favorite scene of season one. Favorite scene. This one was, I took a little bit of time with this one, but what is your favorite mm-hmm. scene of season one? Uh For me, um, you know, I thought about this
1: and I had a clear one float to the surface. <laughs> and to me, it is um, <laughs> you're laughing are you trying to make a poop joke on me John
2: <laughs> that's immediately what went into my head
1: <laughs> clear when floating to the surface I'm not saying this is poo this is in fact my favorite scene uh, so oh, yes. if it is a turd it's a very shiny turd yeah. now uh, jokes aside my favorite scene was the opening sequence of Raiders of the Lost Ark
0: Mr. Jones, again, we see there is nothing you can possess which I cannot take away. And you thought I'd given up. Mm. Uh,
1: where he's raiding the temple, the spiders get on him, the boulder falls, he does the statue switch, all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most iconic scenes in movies, period, of all time. Uh, it's a wonderful introduction to the character. It's an amazing start to the movie. And... Really, it's no contest for me. That's my favorite scene.
2: All right. I mean, I'm not not going to argue. Um, that whole movie is almost perfect, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, they don't do, they don't do scenes like that anymore uh, with movies. Like, for some reason, movies are, are structured differently than they were back then, or at least with that movie. And it really. Yeah, that, go ahead. Uh, that That
1: structuring is a lot of why I like the scene so much. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the very first Indiana Jones movie. You don't really know who Indiana Jones is outside of promotional materials at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's such a great introduction to who he is. Mm-hmm. And then you go right from that into the classroom. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It, it's it's really well done. Really, really well done. Yeah.
2: Well, that's so that's what I think makes movies great or some movies great is that without saying anything, really, without any exposition, without the character explicitly saying stuff, we already have a sense of who Indiana Jones is and how he Mm -hmm. operates within those scenes. And that's good filmmaking. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that that wasn't my pick. But I went with um, in the movie Carrie, uh, the uh, ending, uh, the scene where Carrie gets blood dumped on her head, and then uh, basically things get crazy. Um, yeah, she uh, starts killing all of the high schoolers in the in the gym during the prom. Um, she's making. Water hoses move around. She's making uh, fire extinguishers go off. She's catching things on fire. She's locking the doors all with her mind. Um, And she looks like a demon that has just come out of hell itself, walking down Mm -hmm. the steps and just destroying everybody in her path. And that scene was so, so gripping and interesting. And they kind of did like a comic book thing where they did panels and uh it was just super cool uh and i i will always remember that scene um so great yeah. great stuff uh it's a good choice to another
1: iconic scene um throughout all of the movies. And yeah, I'm with you. I really dug the way that they, they did like the split screen stuff, Mm -hmm. but they didn't just do a split screen. Like it was real, like colorful, thick borders separating it. And there was red everywhere and flashes of lights from the dancing. And it was, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Amazing, amazing scene. Yeah.
2: Really good stuff. Okay. Next award, best cinematography. In Season 1, Best Cinematography.
1: So, another easy winner here for me. Um, <clears throat> the winner for Best Cinematography Seasonal Award for Matt Hurdle is... The shining. Oh. the shining! The Shining. The <laughs> Shining. It's The Shining. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what a masterpiece of, of cinematography. Every shot is just incredible. The long tracking shots through the hotel, the, the way they make you feel claustrophobic, uh, their use of space, the use of the, just the decor, um, the, the way they made the hotel, basically a character in the movie, uh, all through the way it's filmed, um, just, it's just gorgeous. A gorgeous movie, amazingly well done. Um, some of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know what more I can say, really. It's just, it's really, really good cinematography. Yep,
2: yeah. yep. He did a great job with that, <clears throat> and I think part of it is his attention to detail. Like, he was very meticulous about uh, placement of objects and. Uh, camera set up and all this stuff and it just Mm -hmm. to the point where he was like a perfectionist with everything yeah uh so that being said i picked paths of glory which was directed by stanley kubrick
1: (laughs) the season of kubrick and nicholson i love
2: it um they should have worked together (laughs) i should (laughs) have can you imagine how good that movie would have been they could call it the shining um. Yeah. Paths of Glory, that battle scene alone uh, where mm. they're storming over the hill um, and trying to get to the uh, the enemy, as they say, um, mm-hmm. and then they fail that that alone was was worth this award. Um, but there's also that scene that I will never forget now where uh, the two men go out um, to find their lost uh, fellow soldier Mm -hmm. And it's completely dark and a flash goes off. I think it's a grenade that blows up or something and it illuminates the field. And you see these dead bodies right in front of you um, that you couldn't see uh, before, but they were there. Um, That was some movie magic that I will never forget. Um, Mm -hmm. Great stuff.
1: You uh I just mentioned this with the shining, but you see this a lot in Paths of Glory too. Uh he makes great use of space. Mm-hmm. Uh when he's showing the the soldiers down in the trenches living the hard life, you know, half of them shell-shocked or PTSD now. Um the the scenes are real cramped and tight and you feel claustrophobic and you feel almost like you can't move without touching someone else. And then he contrasts that with the generals and the and the military leaders in this huge palace with super spacious rooms that are all luxuriously decorated, um, and really it, it subconsciously builds this you know ah it's it's safe and it's airy and it's the good life out here and then it's terrible in the trenches,
2: mm-hmm. um, It's really really well done. Agreed. All right, uh, next award: Best Special Effects for Season One. All right, so this one might raise a few eyebrows. I'm sure but it will. I, I know mine will.
1: <laughs> I want to. Uh, I want to put this into context of the time it was made. Uh-huh. Right. So you have to think that this movie, which here's a hint, was made in 1974. Was made. These special effects were top of the line. Okay. And a lot of them hold up today. Some of them, not so much, mm-hmm. but it was enough to win them the seasonal award from me. That movie is The Towering Inferno.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, lots of real fire everywhere. Uh, just the engineering to make that happen alone uh, kind of blows my mind. Uh, You had scenes of people on fire. Uh, There's the scene where the lady falls out of the elevator and like hits the building on the way down. Um, We're going to forget about the helicopter explosion (laughs) because that's, that that was terrible, but everything else was really, really good. Mm -hmm. And um, especially given the fact that it was made in 74. So that, that one is my winner.
2: Yeah. You really couldn't see the seams with a lot of that stuff too. Like it, mm-hmm. it really holds up well. And they did it in such a way that it doesn't seem like it's aged that much. So I, I that's a good pick. That was a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> another kind
1: of surprise. I didn't know what to expect going into that one.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh. So I'm going to say the same thing you did. Uh, this movie was made in 1984. And for its time, the special effects were great. Most of them hold up now. Some of them don't. Uh, and that movie is Dune. Hmm.
1: <laughs> I think, you know, I I have to agree. The, uh, you know, the the garbage bag uniforms and the. Giant space worms and especially the shields no. just best
2: of the best. Yeah, they, that, that doesn't hold up. <laughs> but the ships and the outer space uh, setting and mm-hmm. the buildings and um, the sandworms, all those things were well done. And still to this day, they look pretty decent. I,
1: I agree. Uh, I was giving you a hard time, but honestly, yeah, given given when it was made and given the way it looks, it's pretty dang impressive. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned the worms. To me, those worms are incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hold up even today. They look as good as the ones that the new movie had uh, really, in some cases, better. Yeah. Uh, the, they were, the worms were awesome. Yeah,
2: That's your practical effects versus your uh, CG animated effects. But yeah, we didn't have a lot of special effects, heavy stuff this season, really. I mean, when you consider all the special effects and computer animated Mm -hmm. stuff that's used today, uh, most of our movies were more uh, toned down, I guess. But uh, to an extent, yeah. yeah. Dune was like uh, the the biggest sci-fi or the most sci-fi of the sci-fi movies that we watched this season. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And, you know, I was hating on the Shields earlier. I'm going to retract that. I know a lot of people talk about how terrible the Shields looked in that movie. They looked terrible. But to me, I thought they were kind of neat. Like, you know, they were imagined the best they could with the tech they had and the book as a narrative. Uh, trying to tell that story in two hours is almost impossible anyway. Yeah. I know that was it was longer than two hours, but. Um, and, and, you know, I really don't think they were that bad. I think the only reason people give them a lot of hate is because they're so polygonal. Well, yeah, <clears throat> but, you know, it, it kind of fits to me and I, I don't hate the Shields. In fact, I kind of like them.
2: That's fair enough. My, my argument at the time that we did the review was <laughs> if you were making these in real life and you s- submitted your uh, shields to be for review, what would they say? And my answer is they would say, go back to the drawing board. <laughs> All right. Best soundtrack slash score for a movie in season one. Best soundtrack. Or score. school. Uh, why don't you go ahead and leave this off? So <clears throat> uh, this one was no contest for me. Uh, it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. was composed entirely by John Williams, the legendary John Williams. Uh The Raiders March is one of the most iconic film scores ever. Uh it is adventurous, it's uh it gets you going, it's kinetic. Um they always kinetic. Yeah. They play it okay. um at the right moments in the movie. Not too much, not too little. Um And then surrounding that uh, score, there are these other scores that are interesting and uh, dark and light and, you know, just the right the right tone for this movie. And um, I can't think of a single track in the score that's bad. I've listened to the entire uh, the entire score multiple times. Um, It's one of those that you can listen to on its own. Um, just great stuff. And I don't think any movie on this list really compares to that score.
1: While, um, I won't agree with that last statement you just made. I will agree with everything else you said. Okay. Um, I think there are some that, that you could compare to it, but, um, it, it really is iconic. It's, it's an amazing score. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best ever made. So for me, um, I this this one I had more trouble with than any other movie or any other seasonal award. Really? Uh, I did because there's a couple of soundtracks in this season that I'm really big fan of. Uh, the first one that I thought of was Halloween. Uh, I've already said I consider that one of the best. Uh, horror soundtracks of all time, if not the best horror soundtrack of all time
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh you you play just the first three notes of that, and i'm 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 in the spirit I'm in the spirit of Halloween, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can just feel Mike Myers creeping up behind me when I hear that doo do 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 do, 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 do. yeah, but then I thought you know, I also really, really, really like batman eighty nine soundtrack
2: mm-hmm.
1: not only do you have some amazing Danny elfman scores, an amazing superhero theme, but you also have Prince trust i mean amazing <laughs> amazing amazing uh so good and then I thought of the winner, which <laughs> No surprise to you is Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> um, I love those other two soundtracks. The whole sound, well, Halloween, not so much the whole soundtrack, but the theme of Halloween's iconic. Mm-hmm. Batman, I love the whole soundtrack, mm-hmm. but it is just not as iconic as Raiders. Um, And I agree with you completely. We're at a consensus on this one.
2: Well... So if you're comparing Elf, Danny Elfman and and uh, John Williams, I would just say that John Williams's music is, for me, is more, I can listen to it more often, uh, generally. Yeah. Like with Danny Elfman, I kind of have to be in a mood. And so that. that Danny would, Elfman
1: is the Tim Burton of soundtracks. He is. And he works with Tim Burton a lot. Yeah. So that makes sense, I guess, but. You know, his his music tends to be darker, uh, a little more foreboding mm-hmm. and slower with less instruments, uh, whereas Mr. Williams uses every tool he's got and plays a lot more uplifting, happy songs that are a lot more in line with mainstream. Yeah, um, which I think is why a lot of why he's so popular. But um, I I don't mean that to say I don't think he's talented because I think he's the most talented a uh, score creator composer that's uh, ever done movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want that to take away from him. He's, he's the best of the best. <laughs> he is. Uh, but um, I really, really, really uh, Batman is in a very solid second place with Halloween right behind it. But clear winner to me for sure. In agreement, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Awesome. Like you said, every song's great. It is. Yeah. And, and fits. It fits so perfect.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. We're down to our last two awards. Well, last three awards. Haha. We have a surprise, surprise last one. Oh, no. <laughs> Favorite season one movie. Favorite
1: season one movie. My personal
2: favorite season one movie. Yeah. Re- disregarding the star ratings. Like if, if you have an eight yeah. that you think is better than a nine, whatever, that's fine.
1: I'm I'm <laughs> with you. Uh to me, it comes down to two, uh for sure. Um which one is my favorite? That's such a hard question. Um you know what? I'm just gonna go with this one. I have a a very very close tie here, um, but my my I think my favorite movie out of all of these movies has to be The Shining.
2: Awesome. How's it going, Dad? To...
0: Okay. Have a good time. Yes, Dad. Good. I want you to have a good time. I am, Dad. Dad? Yes? Do you feel bad? No. Tired. Then why don't you go to sleep? I can't. I got too much to do. Dad, do you like this hotel?
1: I think I liked it more than any other movie. Um, the, the close tie. I, I think probably everyone knows what that is. Uh, and I'm going to save it because I'm pretty sure it's going to come up in conversation here in just a little bit. Oh, but okay. uh, if I have to pick a favorite of all of these movies, which one would I sit down and watch the most?
2: It's probably that one. The Shining. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, that's a great pick and more interesting because when you, before we watched this, you thought it was a terrible movie. Yeah. That's why I really it's did. so interesting.
1: And I, I did a complete 180 on this one. Um, this movie is an absolute masterpiece. Uh, it, it might be the best horror movie I've ever seen. Probably is the best horror movie I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, it's so well acted, so well constructed, so well shot. It's uh, absolutely a masterpiece. And it's the closest I came to attend this
2: season. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, so I don't think mine will be a surprise. Um, it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, I thought Directed, it would be best of the best. <laughs> Directed by <laughs> Steven Spielberg, starring Harrison Ford. Um. Yeah, I just. It, uh, what is there to say? I mean, it's a great film. It's well acted. Mm-hmm. It has one of the best plots. It's full of action. Uh, visually, it's awesome. They're raiding all the lost arcs. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was Raiders of the Lost Arcs. Yeah, there's more than one. <laughs> they're they're pulling out new storylines. Yeah. One of them involves aliens in a crystal skull, I think.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but there's an arc there. Um it's funny, uh super funny, more funny than you would think. Um, and it kickstarted the entire Indiana Jones France franchise, which um you know has three good entries and one so-so entry. <laughs> Um, the, the, uh, fifth entry is, r- remains to be seen whether it will be good or not, but I'm skeptical. Uh, Harrison Ford is a legend actor. It's just all around good, great soundtrack, of course, or score. And, uh, yeah, my favorite movie of the season. I knew it was going to be, uh, as soon as I sat down to write my awards out, so and uh yeah no surprise it's my number two it's the
1: one that i really had a really hard time choosing between it and the shining yeah um and again what it boiled down to me was which one would i want to sit down and watch again right now mm-hmm. you know so that's a good uh witness uh, test for that yeah it's the best i could think up <laughs> <laughs> uh because they're they're both extremely good movies yeah i think i gave both of them a nine Um really really good good choice and
2: I can't argue with it not much Yep. okay least favorite season one movie least favorite movie do you smell that ew
1: stinky this one, this one hurts a little bit, John. I don't know why. I, I want you to know that I love you. i already, I've already heard all the words. I, I love you, John. Uh, you're a good friend. You're a good co-host and I respect your opinion. All that said, the clear winner of my least favorite movie of season one is best of the best. <laughs> Virgil, this is Mr.
2: Han Cho. Gold medal, 1986, Hong Kong Invitational. They are completely single-minded in their pursuit of excellence.
0: Alexander, meet Mr. Sei Jin Kwan, currently rated number one in his division. The best fighter of his generation. Gentlemen, many fighters have died in the ring from such blows. Tommy,
1: you win the prize.
0: Day Han, 176 pounds, 35 years old. Winner of every major invitational for the last 10 years. Whatever you may think of his age, never underestimate his ability. He's won gold medals for the 84 to 88 world championships. He's still rated number one in the world.
1: (sighs) I just didn't like it. I didn't get emotional. I, I, I just, I was not into that movie at all. I tried for you. I really did. Mm -hmm. But it's just I don't have the connection that you do. Maybe I maybe I hyped it up
2: too much for you. Maybe. It's a but it's again, it's not a good movie, Um, but it's not a bad movie, I don't think. And it's got some really good uh, martial arts action. It does have some good martial arts in it. And, uh, I don't know, I guess you have to, I guess Eric Roberts is an acquired taste. Uh, but I, I got emotional whenever he would, uh, ugly cry. And I mean,
1: you do have James Earl Jones that gives you some points. Yep. You put him in anything and it gets a
2: few points. Okay. So it could (laughs) have, you're telling me your score could have been a one if James Earl Jones hadn't been at it. It, it could have gone lower yeah
1: that's what I'm telling you now if James Earl Jones had played everybody in the movie we might be talking a 10 11 out of 10 <laughs> a James Earl Jones out of 10 uh, alright so I hope I didn't let you down too much but I'm curious what yours is also
2: no, we, I was already let down during that episode so i am I'm over it now
1: <laughs> okay, good uh, I,
2: I'm i pretty certain about this one. My least favorite season one movie was Salem's Lot We have time
1: Not bothered by Yeowans? Yeowans
2: Kids, local word You know how kids like the devil, new folks?
0: Oh, no, no children, no
2: We seem to have misplaced one
0: Is that so?
1: Yes, yes it is so The thinking now is that we may not find him, not alive.
0: That's a shame. Is there anything I can do to help you? I don't suppose so.
2: By the way, what happened to your black suit? My black suit? The one that I always see you wear.
0: I have two black suits. They're up at the house. Am I breaking some town
1: ordinance? No. I'd like to see those suits. Could we go to the house and get them? I'll bring them down tomorrow. <clears throat> yeah. Um,
2: I just didn't didn't get it. I mean, I it was too long. It was a lot of setup at the beginning. Uh, I didn't care a whole lot about the characters. They didn't make that happen for me. Um, the big bad blue vampire wasn't uh, necessarily menacing. <laughs> no. no, he wasn't. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) and then they they did some weird stuff at the end and uh like not saving what's her face uh just leaving her it made no sense whatsoever yep uh so overall it was it was not great and to add on to that as i've said before i didn't really like the book either um it was a bit of a slog i thought now, I I
1: really liked the book. Yeah. But uh I'm with you hundred percent on the movie. Uh you know, I I it was atmospheric, um, which is why I gave it a lot of its points. Also, I gave it a lot of points because of what it achieved as what it was. Mm-hmm. But taken as a whole, as a movie, watched all at one go in the year twenty twenty one, yeah. It, it it's got some pretty rough edges.
2: Yeah. And they they are making This movie, again, um, it's TBD as far as when it actually releases, but I'll be interested to see what they do with it as an actual film. Mm. Um, It could be really good. All right. The last award. Oh, my gosh. We now have to choose what our collective season one favorite movie is. So we have to agree okay. on what our season one favorite movie is. So
1: I'll start off by saying this. I knew when you told me that we were going to do this as a category, what two movies this was going to come down to. I had no doubt in my mind. Uh-huh. And I'm 100% right. <laughs> How do you know that? Because your favorite movie
2: was Raiders. Uh-huh. And my favorite movie was The Shining. Okay. Makes sense that that has to be one of the two or has to be out of one of those two. I I think, I think without question, it has to be
1: one of those two movies. Yeah. But which one? I don't think any of the other ones come close. (laughs) That is where it gets harder.
2: (laughs) To be honest with you, I would be okay with either one because I would too. I love that's why this is going to be hard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're both really good. Um, you know the the Shining is a lot more niche of a movie, mm-hmm. so we can maybe shave some points off for that. Raiders is a movie that a lot more people will watch and enjoy. That's true. the The Shining, the fact that it's horror, first of all, will shy off a lot of people, mm-hmm. and then two, it's Kubrick, which will get the Kubrick haters, like I used to be, <laughs> out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also pretty weird. There are some weird parts in it. Yeah, Um, it's horror, and that's by design. But it's it's got its weirdness. Whereas with Raiders, I mean, you can take anyone from six to ninety or higher, right? I mean, yeah, don't exclude the one hundred. Pretty much, (laughs) anybody can watch that movie and enjoy it. Um, so I don't know if that counts or not, but I think that's a point in Raiders' favor. Yeah.
2: It could be argued that we want to uh, point out the more obscure movie so that people will watch it. That's true. So uh, I'm hoping that the fact that it's made it to of all
1: of our movies, we're down to these two. I think that highlights pretty well that both of these are
2: masterpieces. Yeah, they're great. Um, I will actually I think. Go. go ahead. I will actually advocate for The Shining just because. Of the extreme uh 180 that you had from before you watched it to now.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
2: uh, because I mean that that was a huge swing. And we mm-hmm. both have loved Raiders. We I don't think there's ever been a time when we've been like, Oh, I didn't I didn't like Raiders of the Lost Ark and then, oh, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um now, I've always thought The Shining was great. I mean, I, I don't think there was ever a time when I watched it and I was like, meh. Um, but for you to completely change your tune on that is it's significant. So mm-hmm. I will advocate for The Shining. And if you want to refute that. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I mean. I think The Shining is better shot. I think the cinematography is better. Um, I think the acting is better. Uh, I, I think if you look at pure polish, The Shining is a better film than Raiders. But I think if you look at the fun factor, which it may not be fair because you're comparing a horror movie to a adventure movie, but mm. Raiders is a lot more fun. Yeah, um, right. It's a lot more lighthearted. Uh, there's a lot more laughs and there's a lot more of a range in it. Whereas with uh, The Shining, you're pretty well just limited to a building sense of dread. Mm -hmm. And Raiders, you've got romance, action, mystery and intrigue. You've got comedy, drama. Uh, It runs the gamut. Mm -hmm. And and that was one of the things about that movie that impressed me the most with it is how it told such a large story in such a coherent manner in such a short period of time. Yeah. You know, I'm not a movie maker, but um, to me, I think that would be really hard to do
2: (laughs) Yeah, so well, you know? Yeah. I believe someone said at some point, uh, it's amazing. It's a miracle that any movie is ever made because of what actually has to happen to make it happen. So for sure. So
1: I, I think to me. It boils down to what wins out: uh, the a movie being technically better in terms of the aspects that make up that movie, or a movie being more fun to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's uh, that's where it boils down. Yeah, and. It almost makes me want to do two movie, two categories, (laughs) best movie and favorite movie, Mm -hmm. because that would be clear. Best movie would be The Shining and favorite movie would be Raiders. Uh Um, But I think my my first my first jump in, I think, is going to have to be Raiders because it's more accessible to people. More people are going to like it. And because they have that range of of plot and, and because their settings are all over the place, I think it's more of an epic grand film than The Shining, which is dread and a hotel. Mm-hmm. Even though I think technically The Shining's better. I think if I have to pick a vote for overall favorite, hands down, nothing else considered. I, I, I don't know. I think I'm gonna go with Raiders.
2: All right. I mean, I I will get behind that. Um, mainly because Raiders is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, um, and, and rightfully so. It's a, it's it's a gem, right? It it's a
1: great great movie.
2: It's definitely more accessible and fun. Um, And if we did use your uh, litmus test for your favorite season one movie, um, I'm going to watch Raiders more often than The Shining. Um, I'm actually going to watch The Shining probably every year in October, but throughout the year, I could watch Raiders anytime.
1: Yeah. Um, Let's say you're flipping through TV.
2: Yeah.
1: You're off work. You've got some time to watch some TV. You're flipping through the channels. And on Channel Six, The Shining uncensored is on. And on Channel Seven, Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark is on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where are you going to sit? Yeah, I'll watch Raiders. You know, honestly, in a normal scenario, I will too. Mm-hmm. Um, The Shining, because of its themes and because of what it is, it's not a movie that you can just binge over and over and over and over. Uh, you'll unless you just hate. Joy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, or if you're um, a film student or something, I guess.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> it, you know, th- honestly, uh, if I rewatched it, that would be a lot of why I wanted to rewatch It's mm-hmm. to kind of get a closer study of what he's done to make such an amazing story in, in that time frame that he had. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, I'm doing the same thing. I- I'm-, I'm turning on Raiders. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm in the mood to watch The Shining. Whereas I can be in any mood and turn on
2: Raiders. Agreed. All right. I think that settles it then. Raiders of the Lost Ark is the Cinema Men podcast season one most favorite movie for this season's seasonal awards. That was a mouthful.
1: Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> it's the champion, it is the best of the
2: best. <laughs> It's the Tommy Lee of the Cinema Men podcast season one.
1: The Shining was a very close second place. The day but it didn't on have of- enough.
2: <laughs>
1: it a- Travis of Brickley. Get of out of here, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I love it, man.
1: All right. There we go. That's it. So that's it. That's the that's a wrap on season one, mm-hmm. man. I had a great Uh, time. I did, too. I I always have a good time. Yeah. Uh, You know, we've said from the beginning, we do this for fun. Uh, John and I are are both just good friends who both happen to be passionate about movies. We don't have any real professional ties to the industry or anything like that. We just love movies. Um, And we wanted an excuse to watch them and talk about them and maybe learn about them in the process. And this, uh, this podcast has been great for that. Uh, for those of you following along, listening, thanks for coming on this ride with us. Uh, we hope you've been watching the movies with us. Um, if not, maybe you, at least you've watched a couple of them. Um, because you know, we'd love, we'd love to have you guys growing with us. Do you know what I mean? Learning about these movies, um, And getting, getting more of an appreciation for them as time goes out. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think that's been the goal from the beginning is, you know, I always say at the beginning, if you haven't seen this movie, pause this episode so you can go watch the movie and follow along with us. And we would love that more than anything is if you were watching the movies with us, then uh, listening to the episode and then commenting and sending us feedback, that would just be the greatest thing ever. Um. <laughs> yeah, that would be,
1: that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's a passion project. We love it and we love you guys for listening. So thanks very much. Please know that while we are taking a break uh, for the rest of this year, uh, the podcast is not ending by any means. Uh, we will be back. Um, we just we we need to take a little bit of a break. Um typically in this break, it allows us to focus on our family during the holidays here in America. Um and also uh it allows us to kind of build a bank of back episodes. Uh as all of you guys know for sure, uh life happens. Uh we had to run a rerun a couple of weeks ago or a couple months ago, I guess. Um, because that happened and typically we have uh we 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 like to keep a bank of episodes so that you don't have to hear the same podcast again Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, and so we'll use this time to uh, kind of build up a bank uh give us some cushion and um yeah to, to be with our families and we hope that you guys do the same and we hope that you'll join us in january or at least early 2022 when we start season two excellent Uh, Something else I want to say at the end of this season, because I haven't talked enough, obviously. (laughs) Uh, I want to say a big thank you to John, because uh, most of you guys don't know this because it's behind the scenes and we don't talk about it all that much. But uh, John edits every one of these episodes. Uh, He does that with his personal time, which I know is not uh, overflowing. (laughs) So... uh, I want to tell you, John, I I really appreciate you taking that effort, putting these together and uh, doing a great job of it. So Mm -hmm. big thanks to John Murphy, our editor, and also co-host, without whom uh,
2: the show would be way, way worse. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Mm -hmm. And in the same turn, thank you to Matt for coming up with those awesome intros Because without those, oh,
1: now you help with those and you edit them. Yes. But you are the actor.
2: (laughs) I've always said you, you're the actor. You're the one that makes them fun and interesting. All I do is just church them up a little bit. Oh, so those are really good. And check those out. If you haven't uh, checked out the previous episodes,
1: they're a lot of fun and hopefully they'll get bigger and better as we move forward. Yeah.
2: So season two will start, as Matt said, in 2022. Um, we are going to also possibly consider what we can do to improve the podcast. Um, not sure, but we always, we're always talking about ways we can make things better and change things up um, so that you'll have a better time. Uh, but if you have any suggestions, you can email us at feedback at cinemamanpodcast.com. Or check us out on Twitter at twitter.com slash cinnamon and pod. That'll do it for season one. And thanks for listening. Have a happy new year.
1: Have a happy holiday. And we'll see you next year, everybody.